Welcome to the Art of Being a Mum podcast, where I, Alison Newman, a singer, songwriter and Aussie mum of two, enjoys honest and inspiring conversations with artists and creators about the joys and issues they've encountered while trying to be a mum and continue to create. You'll hear themes like the mental juggle, changes in identity, how their work's been influenced by motherhood, mum guilt, cultural norms, and we also stray into territory such as the patriarchy, feminism, and capitalism. You can find links to my guests and topics we discuss in the show notes, along with a link to the music played, how to get in touch, and a link to join our supportive and lively community on Instagram. I'll always put a trigger warning if we discuss sensitive topics on the podcast, but if at any time you're concerned about your mental health, I urge you to talk to those around you, reach out to health professionals or seek out resources online. I've compiled a list of international resources which can be accessed on the podcast landing page, alisonnewman.net slash podcast. The Art of Being a Mum would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land and water which this podcast is recorded on as being the Boendick people in the Berrin region. I'm working on land that was never ceded. Thank you so much for tuning in to this very special episode, a look back at season three of the podcast. I'm going to take a short break over the next week and then be back with season four. I hope you enjoy this recap, my favourite quotes from my guests of season three. Beck Finer, Australian illustrator. To all the parents out there, like, I thought that by the time I was quite, when I got, when I first got pregnant and I was, I mean, I was young, I was 30, which is young now by today's parenting (laughs) standards. I just thought my life, I hadn't reached my potential and it was too late now that I was becoming a parent. I remember feeling like so sad about that. And I only really came into, um, I found my purpose at about 35. And I think that's quite young too now that I think of it. But at the time I thought if I didn't hit my stride when I was like 25, then I hadn't made it successfully Mm. and it was just such a nice feeling to know that you don't have to like with maturity comes so many more insights into the world it allowed me to be to to create this poster my kids you know yeah so that was great lena george a u.s author i was i think even from the beginning i was thinking okay when am i going to phase it back in Mm -hmm. um before he was born so I quit my job like a couple months before he was born to finish the book that I was working on and, um, you know, get do things for myself because I knew that that was going to be more difficult. But I also mm-hmm. remember saying to someone, yeah, I'm thinking I'll take a couple weeks totally off and then, you know, I'll like get back, get, you know, back into it. And now I tell people if they're expecting their first, I'm like, all right, so this is what I thought was going to happen. And it is so absurd. I feel embarrassed even saying it now. (laughs) Don't expect that of yourself at all. Like the first three months are like, just don't even, it's, it'll just be a black hole in your memory. And then the first year actually is like really hard. And then it starts to get a little easier, but it's, so the first year was 
that was a tricky negotiation um because and i was i was kind of a like full-time parent but i was still trying to like wedge the writing work in mm -hmm. and it sometimes was not um successful and it just as soon as i guess as when my son was two um he started going to preschool like two days a week and then three mm -hmm. he went three days a week and now he's in school five days a week and I can have a much more like adult schedule again. Rebecca McMartin, Australian podcaster and mental health advocate. Like even if you don't have mental ill health, it is okay mm. to acknowledge that motherhood and especially that newborn stage can be shit. Yes, it mm. can be awesome. It can also be really, really hard. And I think it's so important that we talk about that because there are mothers out there who feel alone. Like, yes, they might not have a mental illness, but yeah. they still feel like they're suffering on their own. Yeah. <laughs> we don't want anyone to feel like that. Yeah. You know? and, and that whole sort of pressure that society has on us, that it's like we've touched on, it's got to be a certain way. Mothers mm. should be able to do it. it should, you mm. know, and if you ever complain about how hard it is oh well you wanted to have children you know this way that society just shuts mothers oh, completely down. completely yeah. like oh but you wanted to have a job why are you complaining about your job like it's the same bullshit but we yeah. don't say that to someone who got a nine to five and is complaining no. about their nine to five yeah you know yeah. we it's ridiculous it is ridiculous holly norman a professional musician and wellness practitioner from Western Australia. So I went away to Tasmania for 10 days um, and I did a, a creative music intensive with the Australian Art Orchestra, yeah. which when I applied for it, I mean, I started the year last year, like I was still breastfeeding, like I breastfed until she was just under two. Um, yeah. And I just applied for it and thought, you know what, if this is meant to happen, I'll get in, they'll give me a place, I'll rediscover what it was like to be a muso again and like be a creative person because I'd really deprioritized being a creative in my own right. That whole time really I'd say I was living in Melbourne, like I just really focused mm. on festival work and which is a different type of creative work and problem solving, but it's not writing and playing music. Um, mm. yeah. So that was a really, that was a really big thing, you know, going away for such a long time. Um, and I'd weaned her by then, but still I remember right up until I got on the plane, I was like, I'm going to turn around and go home. This is crazy. Like, yeah. who am I to take 10 days away from my child and to put that load onto my partner? And, yeah, I did I did have a lot of guilt for sure yeah. um, about what, like I said before, what, what the cost of that was for everyone else. And, you know, we're lucky that we have so much family support, so I really just didn't have to worry about her. She could not have cared less that I was gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely was harder for me but yeah, yeah I it was that was a big shift for me going on that trip um I'm so glad I did it Alicia Burns a podcaster and author based in Australia I didn't realize how much I would love being a mum and how much I became myself as a result and it just made me really want to help other women make that choice as well <laughs> the amount of women that I met who are a bit older than me well, like, I wish that had been optional that I'd gone down that path. I didn't want other people to be in that situation. So I thought this is a resource that I could help create. 
And what was most important was that there was an Australian voice for it because there were many podcasts around the world, but not specifically with an Australian voice. And of course, every state's different, what you go through Mm. and just wanted to provide a variety of stories, but also give people hope. Oni Mikowski, a US counsellor and podcaster. It's a point where you you don't know yourself. Yeah. It's really hard to trust yourself. And then you get caught in that compare game. Yeah. And it reinforces that feeling or that belief of being inadequate. Mm-hmm. We're like never measuring up, right? And then we have these huge to-do lists that also create this feeling of like, I'm never good enough or I'm mm. never enough. And so yeah. by removing that and, and recognizing like collecting the evidence that says otherwise because there's plenty of evidence that says that you are a good mom right (laughs) like you said like looking at that definition and you're like no like why am i holding myself to this double standard but you've got to be aware that you're doing that because so many times we do it in our mind and we can we compare ourselves to other people we compare ourselves to this definition and it's not getting us anywhere except Mm. feeling worse about ourselves. it keeps us in this like perpetuating cycle Eliza Hull, a musician, author, and disability advocate from Victoria in Australia. I really don't like the feeling when I'm at an airport or in a different city and I see a a mother with their child. It's just Mm. like, yeah, I'm just like, why am I not that mother? Why am I here? Why am I doing all of this? Like it just, yeah, it feeds into that guilt uh it can be really a horrible feeling um and then you kind of realize that who knows what that mother's feeling in that moment and maybe on you know tomorrow she'll be going on a trip or Mm. you know I guess it just uh, for some reason you always think that you are doing the wrong thing Ayla Simone Australian fiction author write quite a lot in my job but Mm -hmm. to have that sort of also hobby creative writing it's so important and I feel so much better you know if I've had a bit of time to write and usually actually always my writing time is like in bed with a baby on me writing on google docs on my phone that's literally how I wrote this book the whole thing (laughs) um so you know it's just fit in somewhere but then the rest of the afternoon it's like oh you know I've done something for myself Mm -hmm. and it's yeah I can be a better mother for it definitely Bethany Kingsley-Garner, a ballerina from the UK. My first season back, I did uh, the ballet called Maya, A Scandal at Miling. And I played two roles. Mm-hmm. And one of the roles was a bride that actually was a, you know, it was a bedroom scene, but it was extremely rough and violent. Right. And this is my first season back. Yeah, right. After. So I felt a lot more in tune of where I was being touched. Mm, right. And whereas pre-birth, I guess, physically, I would have just ran into things, not even second thought, and then it was, oh, Mm. yeah (laughs) it was a little bit more um tentative I wasn't in my own skin yet now I am Mm -hmm. but 
this you know you're talking maybe seven months after birth mm. so yep. you're yep. really like is my leg coming with me or is it still on the other side of the room <laughs> yeah are they on the floor today or are they going to be tucked in like it was really sort of <laughs> but I yeah. had heart and soul in it but yeah um so f- physically that's I'm not as hair free as I was with my body mm-hmm. letting it maybe also fight or flight mode I got yeah. a little bit nervous being lifted mm-hmm. I never used to yeah right <laughs> but now I have something to seriously not get injured for you're listening to the art of being a mum with my mum Alison Newman Paula Borsetti, a mixed media visual artist from the US. Was that something that you were sort of, I don't know, wanted wanted her to see that, and I put this in air quotes, you weren't just her mum, because we're never just mums, yep. um, but that you were also doing things for yourself? Yes, that was really important to me um, because... I always wanted her to have a strong opinion of who she was as a person and not other labels attached. And so I I wanted her to know that, you know, I was more than, you know, I'm not just my job. I'm not just a mother. You know, I have things that I'm passionate about and that I'm going to pursue those things because those are the things that light us up and 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 fulfill our lives. And so it's always worth chasing that dream and that passion. Um, and and that other things, you know, may not be as important as we think they are, you know. Mm-hmm. So I wanted, I, I always took her with me. She knew that I was doing other things. Um, and on the other hand, on the flip side of that, though, when I was teaching and I had to go back to school a lot and be taking courses, you know, there was a time where I was going for my master's that it was weekend courses. So I would be gone Friday night, all day Saturday and all day Sunday. And some of those weekends were birthdays, you know, like her 10th birthday, I was in class. And so I had that difficult time of trying to figure out, you know, how do I balance this and make it okay? I can remember being in a class and giving a presentation and just cry, you know, like bursting into tears because it was her birthday and I wasn't there, you know, to celebrate it with her. But that mom guilt, right? Oh, yeah. Edwina Masson, Australian vocal loops artist and musician. And the thing that I have struggled with the most is the fact that I used to spend my entire week, if I had any creative idea, I could write then and there, Mm. sit with it and create. And that was just, oh my gosh, it was so hard for me to have to like lock in key ideas Mm -hmm. and be like, later, 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 later. Mm. Um, Because I was that person that was like, I'd have an idea in the morning and it would be recorded in the evening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's been something the 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 amount of creativity that i am able to do is significantly less but because i think i went from so much to nothing i Mm -hmm. two days a week feels like 
absolute heaven. I'm like, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh my God, one hour, fantastic. Like Cam can take Fergus out for like for an afternoon on the weekend and I just get to stay home and do like anything to do with my art and I feel like a different woman. Mm. 100%. Yeah, absolutely. So it's been like yeah. hard fought to yeah. get to this and I'm, I think I'm like very grateful. I'm really quick at doing stuff now, like even mm. quicker than I was before because I go, <laughs> okay, you have four hours and you have to get all this done, go. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like you it's don't just stuff like a, around <laughs> yeah I don't I don't go mm, with this work I go trust the idea trust the idea Natalie Harrison a jewelry designer and maker from South Australia before I had kids I was very very career orientated um and I remember feeling you know, I'd go home at the end of the week and I just couldn't wait to go back to work. Yeah. And it was just me and my partner and our dogs. So, you know, it yeah. wasn't like, <laughs> there was nobody really kind of relying on me to be. So I was very um, self-centered in that respect. It was just, I just want to go back to work and, and um, you know, I had projects that I was really passionate about and I was trying to progress my career and, mm-hmm. um you know, I was feeling very successful, I guess, in my own right, in that sense. Um, and then I had my daughter and I stayed home with her for until she was about eight months old. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was at that point I started kind of itching to go back to work. And mm-hmm. I went back and it was just like, like somebody flipped a switch. It was just... Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, and I think when I... When I Went back in the beginning, I thought it was just, you know, a, a transitional thing because I was getting used to being away from my daughter all the time and I was driving down into the city every day and um, it, I kind of put it down to that. But then after a while, I kind of realised my drive for my career had kind of stalled mm-hmm. and it wasn't everything to me anymore for obvious reasons. Um and yeah, that that whole being, you know, this single career-driven woman, it just wasn't there anymore. Hannah Olson, a painter based in the US. When I had my first, after you know, after a month or so, we kind of got in a little bit more of a rhythm, and I was able to set aside like, okay, I'm going to wake up an hour earlier and focus on myself and have an hour of painting and get that done. And that was really helpful for me. But I Mm -hmm. discovered the more kids you have, the less you can plan. It is so difficult to plan when you have three little minds completely different to yours. Alora Viano, a UK-based photographer. Mm -hmm. Um, I always needed to like have a space where I could lock myself in and just do something for me. Which yeah. usually ended up being something creative. Yeah. <laughs> it just but yeah. um, I kind of lost that for a while, um, especially when the girls were really little. Um, it was just either I was mom, and between naps, I was trying to get this business off the ground, and then it was kids, and then it was the business, and then it was the kids, and then it was the business, and that's all mm-hmm. it was. It was either work or family. Yeah. And for a while there and I was like at a certain point I was like I need something I need to do 
creative outlet. I, I need to do something for me. And although I was doing like little photo project kind of mini things for me, like taking, you know, I have a 365 project, which is uh, a photo a day, basically. And then I put it in a little album yeah. at the end of the year. And it's just like the year in review kind of thing. Yeah. So I, I was still, I was kind of doing that, but I wasn't really doing anything else for me. Jennifer Donoghue, a painter and writer from Ireland. I think it's important to address all the emotions. Motherhood isn't just joy. It is grief. There is loss. Whether whether you've lost pregnancies or loss, or, you know, I mean, there's a sense of, you know, like you lose yourself a little bit because you gain a new you. It's important to talk about my journey because, you know, that is where I came from. There is loss and grief and stuff associated with being a parent, being a mother. But there's so many happy moments. There's so many nice moments. And it's just working on one now at the minute. And it's just, it's all flowers. It's like, it's based on, I can't wait to meet you. So, you know, all these like new moments that you have with your kids. So obviously the first moment was, you know, when they're a newborn and they just arrive. But each step in the child's life is kind of a new step for you and your relationship with your kids, you know, and it's, mm. it's amazing. Sarah Hens, an Australian podcaster. Obviously, I can relate to mum guilt, but it's just this extension of like woman guilt that I've had my whole life. And, yeah. you know, it kind of like, yeah, I've been a bit obsessed with that idea since I read that um, yeah. a few weeks ago. And I just thought, oh my gosh, like so much mental energy goes into being a woman that then is exacerbated as a mother because there's all these expectations on you. And, you know, we really have this like, you know, I'm not enough of the stuff that I should be enough of, but I'm too much of stuff. And, you know, we have this contradiction that we just sit in all the time. And yeah, like just my own experience happened and I still doubt it. Like I went through yeah. it, I was there. Like <laughs> I yeah. have medical evidence that it happened and I still kind of go, oh, maybe I'm just making a big deal of it. But yeah. it is a big deal. Like yes. I should make a big deal of it because that's what it is. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the same of any story. Like anything yep. that's happened to you is important and relatable. Joe Maloney, Australian singer, songwriter and musician. It took them a long time to understand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they would see me go to choir. Yeah. And every, every Monday night and it would be sort of quickly shoveling dinner down my throat and then off I went. And for a long time, it would be like, why are you leaving? Why are you going? And mm -hmm. um, they just didn't understand that. And I distinctly remember one day doing something, writing something and, and Max coming out, I don't even know how old he was. He probably was about seven or eight coming into me and just going, mom, you shouldn't be making music. You should be making my lunch. No <laughs> <laughs> <Don't> worries, Max. <laughs> Oh, God. So I think it's very important for them to see that I have other interests outside of being a mum. And I know lots of mums will agree when, when you say that um, it makes you a better mum mm. because you're happy. Thanks for your company today. If you've enjoyed this episode, I'd love you to consider leaving us a review, following or subscribing to the podcast, or even sharing it with a friend you think might be interested. The music you heard featured on today's episode was from Alemjo, which is my new age ambient music trio comprised of myself, my sister Emma Anderson and her husband John. 
If you'd like to hear more, you can find a link to us in the show notes. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the podcast, please get in touch with us by the link in the show notes. I'll catch you again next week for another chat with an artistic mum.